This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger with you. Another episode of the Daily Ticket for Monday, September 18th, 2023. You can actually tell I'm still here in the photog room at Ford Field. So I guess the actual podcast is taking place on the 17th, but what are you going to do? Before we get into it, I just got to apologize. I suck. I suck. I remember what happened on the podcast on Friday. I gave three reasons the Lions would not only win, but dominate the Seahawks. I was wrong. And to make things even worse, I had this dumbass idea of coming up with a so-called lock of the week. I was so convinced that Michigan State would keep things close with Washington, cover the 16 and a half point spread, that I said, hey, put everything you have on this game, which I did, which made it a bad weekend. I mean, I'm sorry. Mel Tucker is gone. I thought the kids would play for Harlan Barnett, well-respected dude. I was totally wrong. I don't even remember the score of the game. I'm totally lying. It was 41-7. I'm a Michigan fan. And I decided to gamble and bet on Michigan State to cover, so I could not even enjoy Michigan State getting embarrassed. I had to root for them because I was rooting for my own wallet. I must say, though, at a certain point, I was able to turn to King of Queens and the new Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I'm Peacock. I got my $5.99 worth. Yes, I'm not trying to take the focus away from me being so wrong this weekend, but is there anything worse than this streaming stuff? These games on Peacock suck. And I'm not ripping on the presentation. The presentation's fine. It's in 4K. I'm ripping on the ability to actually channel surf. You know, watch other games when one game gets out of hand, maybe by the score of 41-7. Alabama was in a dogfight. Georgia was in a dogfight. And you got to switch outputs. You can't just hit the last button, go back to the last game. Oh, my God, it sucks. We got to stop with this Peacock. We got to stop with this streaming service. I am against it. And by the way, I didn't think it was that big of a deal when it was announced. But then watching games, knowing other games you want to switch to are on, but you don't because it's such a pain in the butt. Got to get rid of the streaming. I'm willing to spend the $5.99 a month. Just put it on regular TV. Put it on some obscure cable channel. So at least I can... Switch, surf. I mean, listen, if you have a way to do it without having to pick up seven different remotes, which I have, to go from the fire stick to the actual cable, comment section below, let me know. But man, do I hate the Peacock experience. I hate it. And it's not just because I lost money or had to root for Michigan State. And as a Michigan fan, could not enjoy them getting embarrassed at home. 
So there you go. But I was wrong about that game. I fully admit it. And I was wrong about the Lions. Dead wrong about the Lions. 37-31 losers to the Seahawks in overtime at Ford Field. On Friday, I gave three reasons. Not just that the Lions would win, but the Lions would dominate. Man, was I wrong. Defense got gashed again for almost 400 yards. Second straight year, Jared Goff gave Seattle six points with another pick six. Bye-bye to that turnover record that lasted like 11 games. And the Lions wasted an unbelievable home field advantage. So you know what I got to do now? I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it because I'm the best person for the job. Because I have history. I got a resume. And there is nobody else that is stupid enough to do what I'm about to do. Because I've seen the questions posed all over social media. I've got the text. I've listened to the radio. Those three letters came up. Those three letters came up. People are asking. People want to know. I'm not going to shy away from the question. Is this SOL? Was the loss to Seattle at Ford Field same old Lions? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to judge based on the evidence given to me. I got three pieces of evidence that I'll dive into. I am now the Honorable Jeff Rieger. I'm going to reside. I don't have a gavel. I don't have a gown. I wish I did. I left them at home. But was this same old Lions? And then I'll give my ruling at the end before we read comments. By the way, I always read comments, react to comments. So please feel free to rate, review, and get this podcast wherever you get your podcast, the daily ticket. I appreciate you all. This is me stalling. So let's give into it, shall we? Piece of evidence number one for the court, a wasted home field advantage. Do you have any idea how jacked, how pumped how geeked this crowd was i was walking around ford field yesterday they got the newberry sanders statue it's eight feet tall it's a great congregating space fans were electric people were excited it was expensive as hell to get into ford field there was a buzz there was an electricity it was really cool to see and it was more than usual i mean let's be honest ford field is underrated with how loud it gets. It's one of the more loud venues in all the NFL, but because the Lions have lost for such a long time, it never gets its due. Well, yesterday was unbelievable. It was off the hook, as the kids like to say. But then yesterday, what happened usually always happens when the Lions lose. It started off raucous. Lions fans forced two false starts on the first drive by Seattle. They call them one pride false starts. That's what the PA said. But by the end of the game, some people had already left because the Lions fell down 10 points in the fourth quarter. That's a shame. This crowd was deserving of better, and I feel this crowd was promised better. And then you got to get into the C.J. Garner-Johnson idea, the blue ski masks. I saw some. I didn't see a lot. C.J. Garner-Johnson himself was wearing a ski mask. Detroit Lions tweeted out a photo of him walking into the Ford Field. So he was ready to rock and roll. But now the blue ski mask is dead. 
The blue ski mask era lasted shorter than the Pistons teal era, and it wasn't as successful because the Pistons actually won some games in teal. Not a lot. What do you do with all the blue ski masks? What do you do? I mean, do you give them away for Christmas? You repackage them? Maybe you're going to use them to hunt? I don't know. But the blue ski mask, we'll never speak of it again. Actually, we will. It will go down in lion's lore. It will go down in the SOL Hall of Fame. There'll be a blue ski mask just hanging there. Because now after three to four days, it's dead. And it doesn't make things even any better that the Seahawks, after their win, celebrated in their locker room at Ford Field. And one of them was wearing, you guessed it, a blue ski mask. So they were mocking and taunting Lions and Lions fans. What a wasted home field advantage. Disgusting loss by the Lions. But in order for something to be SOL, I do believe it's got to be memorable, right? We remember SOL moments. We don't remember every Lions loss. We remember every Lions loss that was memorable. That gives us reasons to believe they should not have lost, but they lost because they were the Lions. So evidence has got to be memorable. And another wasted home field advantage. I don't know how memorable that is. I feel we do that all the time. Lions fans are always great. Lions fans are always loud. Lions fans are always trying to break that decibel level. They're so supportive. So another wasted home field advantage. I'm not taking it for granted. Next week against Atlanta, who, by the way, won yesterday, there's going to be another great home field advantage. So piece of evidence number one by itself. I don't believe makes this SOL. I don't. But I have another piece of evidence that we'll get to. And that's the inconsistent coaching. What the hell happened to Dan Campbell? Dan Campbell is Mr. Aggressive. He's Mr. Guts. He's Mr. You-Know-What in the wheelbarrow. Dan Campbell is the guy that decided to, on national TV, in enemy territory, against the Chiefs last week, go for a fake punt on his own 18-yard line in like the first quarter. I mean, that was guts. That was balls, right? That's Dan Campbell for you. And then he backed that up. He went for it on fourth down three times. Three times on Sunday. Converted some of them. Other times he didn't. There was one fourth down that he went for it on fourth and three. David Montgomery was hurt. People were upset. They wanted the Lions to punt. I wasn't upset because this is what you get with MCDC. Motor City Dan Campbell, right? That's what they call him. You get a guy that goes for it on fourth down. When it's fourth and short, he's going for it. And I'm here for it. And I got no problem with it. That's who he is. And more times than not, I feel that it works. So I'm not going to get down on Dan Campbell because when he goes for it, the fake punt or it on fourth down and it works, I get excited for the guy. I back the guy. So a couple times because he did the same thing, I'm not going to trash him because the fourth and shorts didn't work. But what I am going to trash him for is being inconsistent. See, if Campbell wants to be Mr. Gutsy, go for it. Then do everything gutsy. But in this game, Dan Campbell, for some reason or another, lost that courage, lost those guts at the very end in regulation, and could be a big reason why the Lions lost the football team game. I don't understand it. Mr. Guts lost his guts, and it makes no sense. So what am I talking about? I'll give it to you. 
Lions are down a field goal. They get the ball on their own 50-yard line. There's a minute 44 left. They have three timeouts. They're down three points. So, yeah, you want to get the field goal, but you already got great field position. It's not going to take much for a Lions offense that's been driving all day to get in field goal range. But forget just about field goal range. You got to win the game in regulation because you don't want to leave it up to chance in overtime. After all, Seattle wins a coin toss, which they did. They get the ball first, which they did. They score a touchdown, which they did. You lose. So you got to win it in regulation, don't you? But for some reason or another, Mr. Guts, Mr. Courageous lost all that. 144, three timeouts. Then he got conservative. They got the ball with unmakeable field goal range with 32 seconds left in the game. They had three timeouts. So MCDC's got to go for the win. How about some end zone shots? The ball was at the Seattle 27. Makeable field goal. 43-yarder. Campbell lost his guts. They went timeout, incomplete short pass, another three-yard short pass, and then they let the remaining time, like 20 seconds, tick off the clock, and they kicked the 38-yard field goal. No guts. Lions ended up losing. That's memorable, people. I mean, go back to the first play of that drive. Jared Goff to Josh Reynolds for 12 yards. Got them to the 38-yard line. It took 40 seconds. They could have gone quicker. They could have tried to win the game in regulation. For some reason or another, Dan Campbell said he didn't like the situation. So they played for a field goal. And when you play for a field goal, everybody here at Ford Field, what are you doing? You're playing to lose. That's exactly what they did. They lost. And that, my friends, is memorable. That's very memorable. I'm going to look back on this game, the Seahawks game, the third time in a row that the Lions lose to the Seahawks in three consecutive years. And I'm going to say, oh, that was the game that Dan Campbell went for it on fourth down all throughout the game and then lost that courage and those guts when it mattered the most on the last drive. What are you doing? Where's the guts? It went away. Why get conservative? Be consistent. That was SOL-ish. Memorable. So we got one piece of evidence. I don't think very SOL. The crowd wasting the home field advantage. We got another piece of evidence. I do think is SOL-ish. Talking about a coach that's not consistent. We've had those over the course of the years. And then the third piece of evidence has got to be The rubber match, if you will. It's got to be the decider. And it's this. Where the hell was the pressure? Where was the pressure? The X factor of this game, because the Lions were going against two backup tackles, the left tackle and the right tackle for the Seahawks, there should have been pressure all day. They should have been dancing on Geno Smith. They should have been in the backfield all game long. They were going against two guys by the name of Jake Curhan and Stone Forsythe. Who the hell are they? I don't know. The Lions as a team had one sack. One sack. And that's because Geno Smith literally lost his mind. He forgot where he was. He forgot he had to throw the ball away. He gave the Lions an extra 25 yards or so. And that is why the Lions got great field position on that last drive in regulation to begin with. They had one sack. And that's because Geno gave it to them. How do you replace both tackles? 
the most important part of the line, and you get one sack. And it wasn't even like last week in Kansas City. Last week in KC, Hutchinson was all over Mahomes. Hit him three times. The Lions as a team hit Mahomes seven times. They were in the backfield all game long. Know how many quarterback hits they had on Sunday? One. That was the Alex Anzalone sack that Geno Smith lost his mind that I just told you about, and he gave it to the Lions. They had one. You know how many tackles for losses they had on Sunday? One. And that was the Alex Anzalone sack on Geno Smith. I feel like a broken record. Where was James Houston? He eventually left with a leg injury. Where was Romeo Aquara? Even if Aiden Hutchinson is getting double teamed, which he was, going against the backup right tackle, where was the pressure? Geno Smith had a completion percentage of 78% through two touchdowns, rating a 116 plus, didn't even have to run the ball all that much like last season. There wasn't a lick of pressure. And then it's even worse. It's not just about the lack of pressure. Detroit's front seven struggled with coverage. They allowed Seattle's tight ends to catch nine passes and 10 targets for 132 yards, two of them in overtime. So while Lions fans will moan and whine about, hey, Aiden Hutchinson got held on the final play, and oh, Josh Reynolds, he got interfered with on a fourth and three, you can do all that. But it comes down to the fact that you had the matchup on your side, in your favor. You're going to go up against two backup tackles, and you had one QB hit, one sack. And I have to say it again, but Gino gave it to you. Like, what? That, my friends, is about as S-O-L as it gets. When I look back on this game 20 years from now, I'm going to remember Dan Campbell being inconsistent with his play calling, going from gutsy to conservative. And I'm going to remember about the God matchup that you were given and you did absolutely nothing with. Absolutely nothing with. We're not even talking about the turnovers. Like, those happened. David Montgomery fumbled the ball. Jaron Reed, who, by the way, was wearing the blue ski mask postgame, he recovered. Jared Goff had the pick six. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about stuff that you should have excelled at. And you failed at. So this is, unfortunately, where I'm forced to rule. Was this SOL? And the ruling was, I want to swear, but I'm not allowed to. F yes. Of course this was SOL. The entire crowd thinking this is different. The fan base thinking this is different. There's nothing different about this loss. It's same old Lions as it's been ever same old Lions. I've seen losses like this my entire life. It doesn't mean they're not going to make the playoffs. It doesn't mean the season's done. It doesn't mean they're not a good football team. But what you saw on the 17th of September at Ford Field was same old Lions. I've made my ruling. We will put an APB out for SOL. We'll try to find them. We'll put them in jail. It's not going to stop them. Some of SOL's best work. Let you to believe that things are different for such a long time. And then when it matters the most, he attacks you. How do you have one sack, essentially no sack, against two backup tackles? And what was Dan Campbell thinking? His explanation? 
well, you know, if I had a better scenario and I liked that fourth down or third down, then maybe I would have gone for it. Why wouldn't you try to win this thing in regulation? You can't leave it up to chance. A coin flip. That's exactly what happened. So comment section below. You tell me, was this SOL? In my mind, I'm the judge here. Can't argue with the judge. I gave my ruling. It's SOL. But please, comment section below. Am I right? Am I wrong? God, what a disappointing loss. Such a stupid, disappointing loss. Let's get to the comments, shall we? As always, if you listen to the podcast, watch the podcast, I read one good comment, react even. I react or read one bad comment. Let's get to the good comment, which is a question, which is actually kind of bad to tell you the truth. I like the questions. This one is, hey, Rieger, did you happen to see Connor Bedard on Saturday? Connor Bedard, of course, is the first overall pick of the NHL draft. He's now a Chicago Blackhawk. I hate the Chicago Blackhawks. He played in a prospect game. He scored a hat trick. And the goals were lasers. Unreal, really beautiful stuff. And I watched this stuff on Twitter, and I just got angry. Because I hate the Blackhawks. I dislike the city of Chicago. Don't get me wrong. I went there in my youth. I like to party there. I like to get drunk there. It's a great city, but I hate their sports scenes. And watching Connor Bedard, who I don't think they deserve, I think this thing was fixed. They get the first overall pick. They won cups. They had Kane. They had Taves. Why do they get Bedard? Watching Bedard, and I didn't watch the game. I just watched the highlights. But watching the highlights, yes, it makes me dislike the city of Chicago even more. Makes me dislike this sports scene even more. I now want the Blackhawks to win maybe or lose more than I want the Maple Leafs to lose. And that's like a lot. They don't deserve Bedard. It's unfair. It's ridiculous. Big City gets the best player. And in his first prospect game, he is amazing. Now, good thing the Wings don't only have to play him twice a year because they're in the East and Chicago's in the West. But yes, I saw it. And yes, it sucked which just added to my weekend of suckiness. If I sound annoyed, if I sound put off, I'm sorry. I'll be better tomorrow, I promise. Let's get to the bad comment, which I'm sure is going to make me feel even better. This one is a comment. I got an email. A watcher on YouTube of The Daily Ticket. name is Shane. He says, my God, Rieger. Why should anybody listen to you or watch you? You were wrong about everything this weekend. How pathetic. Thankfully, I was smart enough to take my money and bet against everything you said, and now I have enough to retire. Well, then I deserve a little credit, don't I? Wouldn't you think? I deserve a little credit. Enjoy your retirement, Shane. You deserve it. And I deserve it as well. I deserve all the backlash. So there you go. Another episode of The Daily Ticket. Was this SOL? I say absolutely. Just a disheartening weekend for football. Hell, even if you're a Michigan fan, see J.J. McCarthy? Yeah, they beat Bowling Green, but he threw three interceptions. That can't be a good prelude to come. So, comment section below. Did you believe this was SOL? I say 100% yes. Lions can get back on track next week. Atlanta comes to town. We'll catch you tomorrow on the Daily Ticket. I'll be in a better mood. I'm going home now, and I'm going to watch Sunday Night Football. But for the purposes of this podcast, 
I'm just going to see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Man, I suck. <laughs>